guys, welcome to the Raising Killin podcast. My name is Marsh Naidu and I blog at RaisingKillin.org where we curate resources for parents raising children with developmental delay and or disabilities. As always, remember the information on this podcast is purely educational and as always, consult your healthcare provider for any medical advice. Thank you to Jessica Harrison of Shelter Insurance for sponsoring today's episode. And today we will be speaking to Stephen Komeniski of the franchise We Rock the Spectrum, which is a gym slated to open in Franklin, Tennessee later this year. So grab that cup of coffee, sit back, relax and enjoy. Well, Stephen, I'm totally excited to hear about We Rock the Spectrum. Thank you, yes. And uh, not only that, I'm grateful to Dara Bacon for introducing us to each other. Yes. And um, I, I would just love to share with the listeners on the Raising Kellen podcast a little bit about We Rock the Spectrum. Sure. Get some background information about the franchise, but also hear a little bit about your story and how you got involved with We Rock the Spectrum. Absolutely. Well, thanks. First and foremost, thank you again for the opportunity and the platform to talk to your listeners about, uh, you know, not only our journey as a family with our kids and our son, Nash, who uh, was diagnosed with ASD at the age of four, but also the ability to kind of, you know, change our lives and, and do something with a purpose and that has meaning and also benefits not only our family, but all the families here in Middle Tennessee, where we now reside uh, almost a year now uh, after moving from Los Angeles. Uh, back in 2020. So yeah, so a little bit about We Rock the Spectrum. It's an international uh, franchise. It's the uh, one of a kind, first of its kind, uh, indoor uh, sensory gym for children of all abilities. Uh, it really promotes, you know, having an inclusive, safe, fun, judgment-free environment where both neurotypical and neurodiverse uh, kids of all ages uh, can come together and play and, uh, you know, do everything that, you know, the neurotypical kids have the ability to do. Uh, Not to mention the ability to keep the family dynamic together. As you probably know, when you have, uh, you know, children and some with or without special needs, uh, one parent or guardian has to figure out where do I take that, you know, uh, special needs child or children, because uh, there are far and few places uh, for a lot of folks to take their kids with special needs. Uh, but then even more so, where can we uh, keep everybody under one roof, you know? So I think having the ability to bring something uh, very unique and different from a recreational perspective and not just a clinical perspective and still uh, implement all those fundamental, um, you know, uh, practices and having the right equipment there and having the right staff and the right vibe uh, really sort of, you know, makes this a special place uh, for a lot of families. And for us, when we were in Los Angeles, um, and when we, you know, uh, found out that our son Nash was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, we quickly started to look around and see 
what are our options? What are our you know choices here? Both you know from a uh, uh, out of pocket as well as either through insurance or even you know through the state. Um, and we quickly discovered we rock the spectrum. It was started by a mom named Dina Kimmel about eleven years ago with the same scenario. I have one child who is neurotypical, another child who is neurodiverse, and where can I you know take them together? Uh, so that they can play with each other as well as their peers and cousins and friends, et cetera. So she decided to create the first concept 11 years ago in Tarzana, California, and then quickly decided a few years later to start franchising them. And uh, where I think we're in year eight as a franchise, uh, you know, company, and there's over a hundred locations worldwide, uh, about 26 states and about eight different countries outside the U.S. So growing exponentially, obviously, there's a huge demand for these type of places because, you know, uh, there's no shortage of, of you know, special needs. Uh, and so uh, I think this is the perfect time, uh, especially being here where we are at in, in, in Tennessee and being the first one in the state is a huge deal and a huge responsibility and uh, we're excited to open our doors in a couple of months. So that's kind of, you know, high level what We Rock is about. Um, and again, we're just so proud of being able to bring this concept here to the community uh, and to the families and kids in Middle Tennessee. And the goal is to eventually open up one in every county, because at the end of the day, there's no reason for families to have to travel over an hour uh, to find these places. In some cases, out of state. You know, we know some families before we got here that were uh, driving to Illinois uh, or the Carolinas, where our other locations are, uh, just to be able to have a couple of weekends of, of um, you know, fun with their kids. Um, so it's it's definitely a, a well-needed uh, you know, place. And we're just thankful to be able to bring it to Tennessee sooner than later. So Stephen, how did y'all come to, we rock the, the spectrum gym? How did y'all find the, that resource? Absolutely. Well, you know, when we, again, found out that our son Nash uh, was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, we started to immerse ourselves in everything that was available in our, you know, community, in our county in Los Angeles. And we quickly realized that there was a bunch of these We Rock the Spectrum kids gyms all up and down the coast. And we had no idea because we just didn't look. We didn't research. We didn't take the time to really find out what was available and was what was accessible. So um, for many years, you know, my son's eight now. So I say the last three years before we came became gym owners, we were avid customers like three, four times a week especially during the pandemic, which by the way, they were deemed essential. So imagine having, you know, a neurodiverse child, uh, you know, home daily taking Zoom classes, uh, you know, and then being done at 12 o'clock and not having anything to do and nobody to play with or interact with. So we were able to, you know, take Nash uh, and drop him off. Uh, from 12 to four o'clock. And it was a lifesaver. My wife and I were working from home. My youngest daughter, uh, Colette, was at preschool, thank God, and was occupied there until, you know, it was time to go. So poor Nash had nothing to do and nowhere to go. But then when we found out that they offered not only the, you know, other amazing services with us being present, they also had the rock uh, care, which is break time or respite. And so we would drop them off. 
But what's even more interesting, which I think is exactly the vibe we're going for, is that my daughter, Colette, who at the time was four years old, would want to get dropped off there as well, sometimes with Nash, sometimes without him, especially when we were trying to get our affairs in order you know, to make the big move from L.A. to, uh, to Tennessee. We needed a little you know, help. So there were times, like I said, where Colette would want to get dropped off. And what's interesting is Colette was four years old at the time. One of her best friends was a, a boy, 15 years old with cerebral palsy. She also had a girlfriend, 10 years old with Down syndrome. Not once did she come home and ask me why there was differences on the way they walk, talk, or look. Not once. We're talking about a four-year-old little girl who was, is ab- ab- more observant than anybody I've ever met. If I wore a t-shirt uh, twice you know, in two days, she would call me out on it. But for some reason, she did not see any kind of difference. All she saw was, these are my friends. They like me, I like them, and I enjoy playing with them. And what else do you want as, as, a, as a human being, as a parent, uh, as you know, somebody looking from the outside in or vice versa, and just to be like, wow, we can literally uh, raise the next generation without judging, right? Or having to apologize for any reason. So that was probably the moment that I realized this is something special. And uh, even though, you know, this is the first of many to come, we really want to amplify that vibe here in Tennessee. And that's what I want, you know, people to get when they come that there's everybody is welcome. Everybody, no matter their speed uh, or, or capabilities or interest levels, there'll be something for everyone. And that's the key here. Man, that is just that's an amazing mission. It really is. Uh, is We Rock the Spectrum already up in Franklin or are you guys uh, going to be opening soon? Yeah, so that's a great question. So uh, the, the anticipation has been driving everyone crazy for the last year. So we do have a location. We're in pre con- uh, pre-construction at the moment, you know, with COVID and everything, the supply chain and all these other issues that have uh, delayed our opening. We were hoping to open in fall, but we're... Uh, feeling good about a December or at the very latest uh, mid-January opening. So we're a few months away. Uh, we're getting, you know, everything ready to go and uh, fingers crossed we should be good to go in, in two to three months. So, well, I mean, walk me through what a We Rock the Spectrum gym would look like. I'm going through those doors. What hits you in the face? Sure. So we have a variety of different things that we're going to be offering everything from open play where you can come with your parent or guardian and spend time playing with, you know, all types of activities, whether it's the trampoline or the 50 foot zip line or our various rock climbing apparatuses. We're going to have over 30 different types of uh, sensory swings uh, that we can interchange uh, daily, weekly. We offer a variety of different adaptive classes, everything from dance to yoga to karate and music. That way, when you come and take a class, you don't have to turn around and leave. You can stay in play. So you can make it a destination visit as opposed to just, 
you know, a half an hour or an hour, and then you have to turn around and head back to your respective neighborhoods. So there's going to be a variety of things that we're going to be offering. But when you walk in, we'll have our rock shop, which will be a variety of really cool, different uh, sensory toys and merchandise uh, that we're going to also be, you know, displaying in the gym. So people can actually try them out if they decide to, you know, purchase them. There's going to be a cafe there where people can bring their food. Uh, they can buy prepackaged uh, snacks, all healthy treats, as well as beverages. Um, once you check in, you have free range of over 5,000 square feet of open play space uh we also have a private room for birthday parties those are you know where we're going to be doing our adaptive classes special events we're going to be bringing in guest speakers doing workshops seminars really the goal is to create this place as a um you know a recreational destination not just a indoor play space for kids but we really want to make this a destination so when you're coming there you can do a variety of different things we even offer respite and drop off so if a parent needs two to four hours uh of of a break you know if they run errands or need to grab lunch or whatever the case may be uh we'll offer a respite and break uh you know break time care so again the parent has the ability to be there with the child or they have the ability to drop the child off uh, and run their errands. And we'll, our staff, uh, our qualified staff will definitely be there to take care of all the kids. You already knew that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Well, it's very important, you know, because yeah. and I always make this sort of comparison that we're not a Chuck E. Cheese. And again, no, no, no knocking on them. Absolutely. but We're a different type of place. Right. Because with our type of facility, you're going to need to know the staff by name. You're going to know the owners, their kids. You're going to know everything about these people because they're all part of the community. Right. We're a community based family run business. And it's important for us that the community knows us, you know, in some cases have my number on speed dial if they need it. Um, the staff is going to be made up of uh, undergrads and grad students that are all pursuing a career in child development special education. Uh, maybe they want to be an uh, occupational therapist, a physical therapist, maybe a BCBA. We're really looking into that talent pool of all the neighboring colleges, universities, and institutions that can provide those, you know, fresh, young, energetic, empath empathetic, uh, you know, talent, because it's all about the vibe, right? Because we'll bring in all the great amenities and and services and all the great experiences but at the end of the day you're entrusting us with your children and it's imperative for us to have the right qualified people there on a daily basis whether it's open play drop off or a birthday party we want quality over quantity and so it's really a passion point for my wife and i and our family to make sure that we vet everyone and that we find the right you know talent because they're going to be taking care of your children. They're going to be playing with your children, going to be doing the arts and crafts activities. And for us, that is almost as important as the concept, is the people working there and interacting and helping your children grow uh, and, and, and interact. So it's really important for us to make sure that, you know, whether it's Vanderbilt or Belmont or all the, you know, neighboring universities and colleges, we find the best and brightest and we have them there uh, to service the community. Stephen, how will um, how does access work uh, to the gym itself? And how are you all set up for accessibility, for example, say for wheelchair users? Absolutely. I mean, everything we're doing is ADA compliant, whether it's, you know, walking in the lobby, uh, checking in at the front desk, 
uh, you know, being able to use different types of, of, of the amenities and the, and the equipment there. Um, we're going to be the first to have a, uh, adult changing table in one of our, uh, you know, bathrooms will be, you know, one of the, if not the first small business in the state, uh, to have that sort of amenity. Um, you know, we always see child changing tables, but we, we're not thinking about that parent or guardian or sibling that might need that uh, additional, um, you know, amenity. So we're going to be implementing that. Uh, we're also bringing in uh, personal trainers to allocate a uh, certain time uh, during the week to bring in young adults. So it's not just kids. We're also looking at young adults ages 15 to 24 to give them the ability, whether they're in a wheelchair or, or, or they're not, the ability to work out and exercise uh, with trained professionals. Um, I know a lot of the gyms, you know, again, I won't mention names, don't offer any type of, 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 you know, dedicated time uh, for special needs, uh, you know, gym goers. So we want to make sure that, again, we're not just focusing on the kids. We're thinking about the future because these kids are going to eventually be those Absolutely. young adults. Right? And I think we, care. Yeah. right. And we always, I think, lose sight of that, right? We were just focusing on the now or the immediate future, but we really need to think about that transition as they get older. So again, our focus is to be a place for everyone, right? Not just a certain type of group, whether neurotypical or neurodiverse. So we really want to promote that uh, no matter the age or the ability. Um, so again, we're going to make sure that everything is accessible, uh, compliant. And again, we'll try our best to appease the mass, right? It's, it's going to be very hard uh, to uh, have everybody happy, but we're going to do our best. And what really is important to us is to listen to our guests, listen to our, our staff, uh, listen to the community so that we know what we can do better and improve in real time right? Uh, we don't want to be reactionary. We want to be very proactive. So it's really important for us to be mindful of every little detail. And back to my point, we'll do our best to appease everyone, but that might not always happen. How can folks find out more about We Rock the Spectrum? Is there anything up right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got you know our website at www.werockthespectrumfranklin.com. You can follow us on social media at WRTS Franklin. And, uh, you know, we're constantly posting updates, uh, information, resources, stuff about the corporation and what they're up to. And the one thing that I did fail to mention, what I think is very important, uh, and it's shame on me for not bringing it up earlier, we have a nonprofit foundation. It's called My Brother Rocks the Spectrum Foundation. It was started by a corporate uh, you know, company or a parent company. But what it allows us to do in each location, we're allowed to use this platform to raise money and then sponsor kids and families that don't have access for whatever reason, whether it's a financial issue, whether it's a transportation issue, whether it's just being able to figure out you know, what resources they need. So through the foundation, um, our gym here locally in Middle Tennessee is able to work with nonprofits, work with like-minded businesses to then raise these funds and provide these services. Um, in addition to the um, you know, services that we're able to sponsor and provide to these families, we would also help other nonprofits with their platform and their cause and their mission. Because you know, as much as we're getting from the community, we want to give back. So from a philanthropic cause marketing, 
um, just giving back to the community that's going to give us so much in return, we want to be able to do that. So again, the, the nonprofit arm allows us to sponsor families in Middle Tennessee to get access to these services, whether it's social skills classes, OT, birthday parties, drop off, whatever the family needs, we're here to help. In addition, we're here to use our resources and our platform and our connections to help other nonprofits raise awareness. Well, listen, I, this is an amazing concept, and I'm, I know that parents here in Tennessee would absolutely welcome this opportunity of having a space that they could take their neurotypical as well as neurodiverse kids. And um, wishing you the best of luck, Stephen, and we cannot wait to hear of your opening date. So be sure to check back with us. Uh, we would love to spotlight you when you guys open. And, I truly uh, appreciate that. And I think what you're doing is amazing. And, you know, it's all about getting the word out there. You know, it's, it's sometimes where you're, you're not in proximity of, 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 you know, this community and whether it's a parent or a relative or a friend, I think, you know, just getting the word out there and educating people and letting people know that, we have these things coming or are available here in the state, you know, and again, to my point about uh, quality over quantity, it's very essential, you know, so if you have to wait a little longer, but you get the right service or the right team or the right person to, to help you and your family, um, that goes a long way. So thank you again for the opportunity to chat with you and your listeners. And uh, we can't wait to have you guys come to our grand openings. Absolutely. Well, Stephen, you have an amazing day and, I will say goodbye right now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Guys, as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. And we would be grateful for a rate and review on your podcast player. Um, thank you for listening to today's episode. And we look forward to bringing you the next episode where we will be talking with Brad Turner, who is the commissioner of the Tennessee Department of Developmental and Intellectual Disabilities, as well as his communications director, Carol Kumari. So stay tuned for that episode where we'll have lots of great information for you. As always, remember, get to the top of your mountain. This is Marsh Naidu signing off. <laughs>